0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the christian and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we, as actual children of God, are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Okay, well, praise God. Well, welcome, everybody, to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast, and this is Daryl Boucher, and joining us this time and maybe for the next couple times is Robert Shufflebein. and uh, he's somebody that I've known since he was a wee lad. And uh, he's uh, staying with us for a few days here in Colorado, so I just decided that we were going to just get as much out of him as we could, and uh, well, I think he's going to be a real blessing to us here. So there's uh, this is stuff that I asked him about as far as what was on his heart, and he talked about uh, just that the love of God is something he's been meditating on, and a specific book that he's been reading out of. So we're going to go ahead and I'm going to have him introduce the book, and then just kind of launch out from there. So go ahead, Robert.
1: Yeah, so the book I've been reading is called Finding Our Father by Andy and Ganila Glover, And uh, there's just one part in chapter two that just really jumped out to me. So I'm going to read a few paragraphs of that. And uh, it says, when we go through seasons of brokenness, it is easy to conclude that God is a million miles away from us. What happens in great pain is that we can only focus on our pain and we cannot feel anything but our pain. Then God becomes distant and we cannot find him. In that season of pain that I went through, I thought I needed to change myself so that I could be better. It came as a comforting revelation to my heart when I eventually surrendered and admitted that I couldn't change myself. When we have an addictive issue that we want to get free from, we will try everything. We have every counseling program known to man because what we really want is freedom. We want to change our habits. I tried things, but they didn't work because none of them ever really dealt with the heart. John writes in his epistle, Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not within him. that's 1 John 2.15. The implication of that verse is, If the love of the Father is within a person, there will not be a desire for worldly things. That reality became a part of my testimony. As love was poured in, I became free. I had never believed that a relationship with the Father and knowing His love would bring me to a place of freedom. I had always thought it had to be done through something that I did, through my behavior, that I would eventually become free. It is wonderful. This is the place I was created to be in. I was created to know the Father in the context of being in Christ, living in the heart and center of the Trinity. As that relationship becomes deeper and more personal, you start to realize what it means to be a son. You don't have to be a servant anymore, but you can be his son or daughter. That is absolutely incredible.
0: Hey, man, man, that's some really good stuff. That's, that's powerful. Uh, that, and that has, that is obviously the heart's cry of so many people, uh, people who love God, serving God, um, just trying to do you know what they believe is right. But like what he was saying, and as we unpack that a little bit, um, I think one of the things that he got after that I really enjoyed that he was saying was his first attempts, many, many attempts apparently, um, were through willpower, maybe self-discipline. Right. Um,
1: Counseling,
0: yeah, counseling, yeah. Thinking it was either just, uh, just change, trying to, trying to address the behavior, um, and cu- finding no fruit from that, or, or maybe short term, seeing right. some change, but then going back. Yeah,
1: no, nothing lasting, no lasting change.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I'm sure everybody can attest to things like that in their life. Yeah, <laughs> and, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I know I have, uh, and so that's that's such a huge, huge. Revelation of the, that the, the fact that we can stop striving against the behavior, and it no, doesn't mean. I think one thing that's important with that is to to address that it doesn't mean that we accept the behavior as normal. Right. Is that the 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 behavior will be changed, but not not through the means that we think it's going to be changed. Right.
1: Not not through striving against it. Not through willpower.
0: Yeah. Right. So now with that, what, what, uh, I mean, what really, I mean, you know, we've gone into it You know, you and I have talked about it in the last couple of days, but, uh, uh, but just to reiterate, you know, what, what were kind of the things that really spoke to you in that, um, as far as what really jumped out at you?
1: Yeah. Just, just that it's not like we have the idea that we need to strive against and we need to strive against, you know, the things that have us bound that we, you know, that we keep getting into. And, um, you know, it's, it's not in the striving, um, you know, salvation is something that we just have to accept. We can't work our way towards it. It's not exactly. based on yeah. anything we do. So why is it then that we seem to think that any of the benefits of salvation have to be worked for? Right. Exactly. You know? Yep. And, and so, freedom from sin is a benefit of salvation, and so mm-hmm. it, it has to be accepted the exact same way, which is just simply accepting it and not striving for it. Yeah. You know, we didn't we didn't have to strive for our salvation. It was it was simply believing in the heart, confessing with the mouth, and accepting. And so, all, all of the benefits of salvation come the same way. Yeah, and so
0: I, I think it's huge, even when you're saying like, just to just to to, to even classify I, what what pe- what people would call holiness or holy living or whatever you want to call it, um, classifying that as a benefit of salvation. Yeah, you know, I think that's a huge one, right? Because right. because I think some people. Number one, you know, if, if you if if you've been trained in with any kind of religiosity before salvation. People think that holiness is a way to get saved, right? Yeah. And we know that's not true. And so once you get saved, you kind of dismiss that. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 not going to happen. You know, uh, I can't get clean enough to take a bath. You know, the, the bath gets me clean. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, but then, but then I think when we get saved, then we think like holiness is still like something that we should produce because we're saved.
1: Right. Almost like it's it's our duty then.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's a good word for it. Uh, because then it becomes a responsibility, becomes a duty, uh, and then suddenly it's something that weighs on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're like, well, if we're a good Christian, <laughs> <you> <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. you know, if we're a good Christian, then obviously we'd be holy. And, uh, and if we're not holy, then we, we don't love God, we're not spiritual, mm-hmm. we're not whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying, once again, it's not saying that, that uh, holiness is not important. Right. um uh, it, it's saying that holiness is a byproduct of something else right rather than the willpower the the striving like you're saying and
1: mm-hmm. and, and it's something to be seen as a benefit instead of something as a duty as an obligation an obligation you know
0: yeah. That's just huge. I think and, and even as we're talking about this, like like you said, I mean Paul said it this way, you know, when he said, uh, you know, having begun in the spirit, are you never made perfect in the flesh? You right. know, he's like, Well, you didn't get here by your flesh. <laughs> yeah. How do you think anything else is gonna happen? It's gonna happen by the spirit, obviously. Right. But to even like we're saying, classify things as promises of God or as blessings of God or as free gifts of God instead of requirements mm-hmm. of God. Uh, I, I think that's a big shift in people's hearts and minds. Yeah. Uh, because that's when striving begins to end. You right. know, when we are finally like, oh, I can breathe and let God give me a gift, and I don't wake up on Christmas morning seeing all the presents as responsibilities. I <laughs> mean, <You know? laughs> yeah. like, oh no, I have more gifts. <laughs> oh my lands, this is going to be ridiculous. You know, it's like each one of those gifts, I don't open them up and find out something else I have to do. Yeah. You know, it, it should be a blessing to yeah. us. Yeah. For so sure. e- even holiness, it, 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 it almost like especially holiness should be a blessing to us, and not not a, a responsibility put on us mm-hmm. after we get saved. The importance I think sometimes is is we get into that ditch of people, either they make it into a big works thing where they're like, hey, you know, uh, you know, this has to be done or else, um, or they get into the other ditch of thinking, well, it can't be done until you're in heaven. So you might as well just, you know, like, well, I can do this anyway and God still loves me. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But it's his very love that will give you the gift and the benefit of, you know, holiness and sanctification. And when we don't accept holiness as a free gift and sanctification as as a part of our lifestyle, then we're really, you know, putting a tourniquet on the goodness of God in our life uh, Mm -hmm. instead of trying to live up to a standard that we think we now have as Christians. Yeah. But yeah, that's good stuff. Now, with that, what was, um, was there something else you wanted to get into on that? I mean, I know there was something else I, I was thinking of, but I wanted to.
1: Yeah, so um, just, I've heard this verse, you know, talks about four, and, and I, I don't know if it's been explicitly said, but just the implication that I always got from it and I, that I always felt was, you know, I'll read it again, First John 2.15, do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not within him. And to me, I, it just, it, it seemed that the verse meant, well, when the love of the Father is not within you, almost as if you weren't saved. And, oh, right. Yeah, and yeah, like, okay. like that's not that's not at all what it's trying to say is that, yeah. oh, the love of the Father is not within you and you're not even saved. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it, it's just that you're, you're not operating out of revelation of the Father's that's love for right. you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think that's a big one, is acknowledging something that's there uh, you know, just saying that, well, there's it's like, you know, in first in John, you know, uh, later on how it says it says, you know, that we know that we pass from death into life by our love one for another. Right. It doesn't mean that if I'm not doing that, that I'm going to hell. <laughs> <Yeah. know? laughs> it just means that I actually haven't passed from a lifestyle of, of death to life. I haven't right. actually made that transition and 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 I know that I made the transition because of my countenance toward each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's not saying that I'm not a child of God or I'm not you know going to heaven or something like that necessarily. Um, it does it is very important though it's, right. it's, it's, it's not to negate the importance of these things he's literally just saying if you want to walk in the fullness here on the earth with the life of god and the love of god then uh, you know we need to we need to allow that to flow out of us
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, like our salvation isn't such a fickle thing that you know oh i didn't do this and so i've right. lost it if if we couldn't earn it then that yeah. also means by implication that that our actions can't make us just lose it so easily.
0: Exactly right. Yeah, it's a heart issue. So it's yeah. like I believed with my heart, and I confess with my mouth. My behavior right. didn't earn it, to, like yeah. you said. And so I can't disqualify from it through behavior either. Right. It has to be a heart thing. Mm-hmm. And people can backslide, and they can sure. they can definitely walk away from the Lord. We know that. Yeah. Uh, and they can get so hard and callous, like the word says. You know, you can have a conscience that's seared like with a hot iron. <laughs> yeah. And And uh, and and you know, part of the part of the. Um, I guess, uh, symptoms of hardness can be your behavior, right? You know, every tree is known by its fruit. Mm-hmm. So if you see somebody who is, is, um, I'm not just talking about somebody who, who falls into a temptation or whatever like that once in a while, but if there's no act of remorse or repentance, if they are like, okay with that <laughs> you know? yeah. and they're like, well, I, I, you know, whatever, I'll just do it. Well, that's a hardness of heart there. And yeah. then there's a slippery slope with that stuff, but it's not the behavior that gets you in or out. It's, it's, it's a heart condition yeah. for sure. But that's now with that, though, like he was saying, um, that like you know, what was the author's name again? I wanted to make sure uh, I, Andy Glover, Andy Glover. Um, uh, I really appreciate that. And the name of the book is, in case people Finding our father, so uh, just hey, look that up if you guys want to grab a hold of that somewhere. I'm sure it's sold everywhere. Uh, but um, but one of the things that he pointed out in that, which I really appreciated, was uh, how he was saying that if the love of the father is actively in you, then. That will actually, to kind of cast out or drive out the love of the things of the world, right? So that's yeah. kind of like his point. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he was—he realized that it wasn't battling, it wasn't battling the temptations of the world. It was focusing on the yeah. love of the focusing father. Focusing on the love of the father. Yeah, yeah. Which to me makes it—it it kind of reminds me, of course, of the prodigal son. You know, who obviously was not in a good situation, and then it says that he came to himself. And uh, he did that because he remembered his father's house. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't do that because suddenly he hated the pigs or suddenly he hated all the things he'd been involved with. Yeah. His his, you know, he he wasn't arm wrestling his, you know, behavior. He -hmm. literally just had a revelation of his father's house and he came to himself. Mm -hmm. And then it was obvious what he needed to do. Yeah. You know, even though. He wasn't. Um, <laughs> even though his mindset toward it wasn't accurate, because he wanted to be, become a servant, uh, but still, it was the love of his father and his father's house mm-hmm. that caused him to walk in his true nature instead of him arm wrestling the situation he was in. Yeah. So same type of situation, really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really good. Uh, with that though, what uh, um, uh, just in your own in your own journey, as far as uh, what does that mean to you, like? Uh, um, the I guess one versus the other, uh, you know, the 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 striving versus the Father's love. What does that kind of mean to you, or what do you what are you uh, getting from that? Yeah, I mean, it
1: it's just it, it's the same revelation to me, you know. I it's it's become it's become revelation instead of just head knowledge. You know, yeah. oh yeah, we know we know about the love of the Father. You, sure, anybody who's read the Bible has read a verse about the love of God, but yeah. you know, it's it's just always been. You know, oh, I have to strive for this. So, you know, I have to be vigilant against the, these things that I'm. You know, that I've struggled with, and that- and it 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 comes back to sin consciousness, and it just becomes a sin consciousness instead of a consciousness of just how good God is. You know, and and how uh, how much how how loving He is. Right. And it it's 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 this just reminded me to again put the focus back on God and His goodness, and yeah. and not on you know my short fallings, you know, my struggles and, 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 and it's so much, it's so much like God is all about peace and rest. And so it's so much more peaceful to just yeah. rest in, in his <laughs> yes. love instead of, instead of trying to strive against, yeah. you know, the, the things that we struggle with.
0: And one of the things I love that because, um, you know, one of the things that helped me the most was. Was and this is, is maybe commonplace for people, and it should be commonplace. I mean, I'd, I'd pray that it is. But for some people, I know it's not. Is is learning that in the in that time of not just temptation, but in that time of when you have actually you know fallen into the same sin that you've done a thousand times, that you told God that you would never do again. You know, I mean, I, my goodness, there were so many times when yeah. I was like, Lord, I will never, dot dot dot, whatever, you know. And then then the next thing you know, I'm like saying the same thing again and again and I, I, I you know I meant it every time I wasn't right. just saying words I was I was you know, heartfelt every time and I was repentant every time in my emotional sense but one thing I found uh, you know early on in in that in, in a struggle with with habits or behaviors is that it it because of the sin consciousness just like with the Garden of Eden uh, I tended to separate myself from God. You know, yeah. where I'd be like, yeah, I'm very sorry about that, God. I'll see you in three days after I've been holy for three days. And uh, it doesn't mean I didn't pray. It right. just meant that I didn't I didn't feel even worthy to to do anything.
1: Or, 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 you know, oh, you know, I've sinned and so, you know, God, I'll come back to you in three days after I feel like I've punished myself enough for right. my mistake. Yeah. You know, after yeah. I feel like I can come back to you. Yes. You right. know, and when, when you know, the, the repentance should be, you know, you should be, Coming back to fellowship with God quicker and quicker. Yes. Instead exactly. of, you know, yeah. having, oh, I feel like it needs to, I need to pay penance or something for yes. a certain amount of time.
0: Yeah. And even with that, I mean, God in the garden, He never told them that He was going to be mad at them. You know, He just said, the day you eat this, you're going to die. He didn't say, I'm going to kill you. He didn't say, I'm going to punish you. He didn't say, I'm going to be mad at you. I'm never going to want to see you again. Yeah. Those are all assumed through sin consciousness. Yeah. You know, and so. They they uh, that that's the problem with sin consciousness. Is that it filters everything through separation. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, we we intend to think like, oh well, God must be mad at me or he or whatever. And instead of, you know, one thing that I had to do through through humility was say, okay, right in the middle of that sin or that condemnation or whatever you want to call it, right in the middle of that, I literally like I I've, I'm more of a pictorial guy in my own mind of what I do. And so I literally would like take that sin put it in a big old sack and drag it up to the throne of God. <laughs> and I'd yeah. be like, I would just like, just display it all out there. Just, just throw it all out, there, all the muck mm-hmm. and the mire, not hiding anything from them, not trying to sound it, not trying to make it sound better than it is. I would just be like, here, God, yeah, y- you know, Jesus' blood took care of this. Mm-hmm. And I want to know your perspective of this. And, uh, and instead of allowing the sin itself to tell me, what's going on to allow the love of my father to tell me in the moment of the highest level of condemnation instead of waiting the three days <laughs> you know yeah. and uh, and not having the penance where it's like okay let's just right in the middle of the the nastiness just letting God be bigger than the nastiness and uh and that 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 just that little I guess exercise for me helped break the cycle of condemnation and and that allowed me to focus on the father's love so much faster. And, uh, and in doing so, um, that of course allowed me to, to there's a lot of things that just broke off because of all that. And, and, and when there was no more shame, uh, I mean, yeah, there was there remorse. Yeah, there was remorse, right. you know, but there was no more shame and that shame is what breeds the separation. And so, uh, but I, I, think it, it, it just goes back to, like you said, just, just allowing the, instead of sin consciousness, um, you know, being magnified instead of the sin and getting the glory for it, why don't we let God get glory? Yeah, and just let His love, let the blood do what the blood is supposed to do. Yeah, if I was never going to sin, the blood would never need to be shed. You know, yeah. and it doesn't mean that we have to sin. It says if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father. It doesn't say when we sin. We you can live a sin free life here on the earth, but it comes through this. It comes mm-hmm. through. Uh, it's it's an act of of. Uh, you know act of god's love it's it's a it's a response to his love and receiving that as a gift instead of a disciplinary act
1: right yeah and, and then you know what like you said in the first paragraph you know it, it makes it feel like god is a million miles away yeah you know when, when our sin if we focus on it, our sin in the same consciousness then we don't feel like we're loved mm-hmm. you know we don't feel it feels like there's so much separation when in reality you know God's love for us doesn't change. Yeah. Not one little bit, no matter what That's we right. do. And, and and he he doesn't separate himself. He's still just right there.
0: That's right. And like in first in, in John I think three it is where, uh, where John says uh, we have known and the be- and believed the love that God has for us. Mm-hmm. So there's two things going on. He goes, we know it, but we also believe it. <laughs> you yeah. know, so you can know it mentally, you can give mental assent to it, right? And you can be well aware of what the verses say, and you can quote them and have them on your refrigerator or whatever you want. You know, uh, but to believe it is different. And belief is uh, is an act of humility. You know, where you're like, it doesn't matter what I feel right now. I'm choosing to believe something higher than that. And uh, and that's to know and believe the love that God has. To know God's love, we have to you know we have to invest our mind into an environment that is fueled by His love. Yeah. And so here you're talking about, and just like the author here is talking about coming to know the love of the Father that literally casts out the loves of the world, casts mm-hmm. out that affection. Yeah. And but if you're never exposed to His love, if you're never in the environment of His love that's a great truth to have, but if you go through your day and you're never spending time with the Father in prayer, you're not you know you spending time in an atmosphere of worship or an atmosphere of, of reading the word or just communing with the Father. If you're never with him, you know, how can you ever know that he loves you? I mean, it's like you could have it written down. You could you could even mental assent to it. Yeah. But it's really a challenge to believe something that you're not around and, and haven't mm-hmm. been exposed to. And so uh, it, the, the great thing is that it's, it's in our first nature to believe the love of God. Yeah. We're children of God, so yeah. we're, it's our design. But we still have to humble ourselves to that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Bible says to taste and see that Lord is good. Yeah, that's right. And so, like you know, you have to taste it. You have to get exposed to it. You have to you have to get in it. Yeah. And otherwise, you won't know. That yeah. You won't know it.
0: Yeah, and tasting is not just being around it. You know, yeah. like, uh, you know, like, like I can't taste a banana by it being on my table, yeah. <laughs> even if I'm one inch from it. I still can't taste yeah. it. Yeah, right? it has to be in you. Yeah, it has to get into you. <laughs> yeah, there was a purposeful thing that happens there. Yeah. for me to taste it, where I have to, I literally open my mouth. I have to ingest it. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, to know the goodness of God, uh, we have to taste it. We yeah. we have to let it come in, and and that that requires. Once again, some some belief and some humility, because we, you know, there, there's there's a reason why we have belief, and, and that belief supersedes our emotions or our thoughts. And the power of belief is so much higher than emotions and thoughts that when I don't feel like something, I have to choose to believe it. That's mm-hmm. when belief is operational. If right. if we're waiting for our emotions to agree with it, we're not really believing. We're just we're agreeing with it, mm-hmm. but we're not believing yet. And uh, I think that's. As I think it's a big point, even like I think what what the author there is, is is addressing is how he had to come from a place of, you know, being one with God and being being one with the Father's love instead of trying to attain that through self-works. Right. Yeah, but uh, the, now with that, um, uh, we just got another minute or two, so we can get into this. Um, I do want to continue on with this thought of uh, just diving into the love of God a little bit more, um, but we'll get into that probably next time. Uh, and also... Um, just the dovetail with that with just um the you know the sonship with God, you know because sonship is is obviously knowing the love of God mm-hmm. and without without knowing sonship it's really um challenging to receive the love of God uh because it's that was the context it was designed for right uh but but we'll get in that next time, and uh, and so uh, let's just uh, let's just pray, and then we'll just wrap it up right here. Father, we thank you right now, Lord God, just for your word. We thank you for the love of God that that sets us free from the cares of this world, and we just thank you right now, Father, just for anybody out there that's that's listening, that's just dealing with condemnation or dealing with with uh, something they're trying to break off of their life. We just we just speak the revelation of your love over them. We just speak, Father God, that that they would come to know your love in such a clear way and taste and see that you are so good that you've given them the gift of holiness and the gift of sanctification and not the requirement. We just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.